This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's Friday night. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Never Podcast! Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the No Name Never Podcast. I'm your host Natalie Bromley but joining me as ever is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show and that is of course Mr Dave. Statman Roberts, Dave, welcome, welcome. Twice in one week. How lucky are we? It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't seem like two minutes since we spoke last. They're coming thick and fast, these uh, midweek games, aren't they? Absolutely. And that's probably because it was only about two minutes ago that we did speak, yeah. Dave. It's, uh, yeah, we, we're going to be, I'm going to be seeing you more than I've seen Mr. Bromley, I think, for the rest of the season. So, and that's okay. Um, well, listeners, we are back with a proper Friday night preview show because we have another weekend fixture. And uh, we're going to be looking ahead to that. But before we get there, we, of course, have to answer a quiz question. Um, now, this was just before our United game, which was on Tuesday, of course, and that was that fantastic uh, one-all draw at home to um, United. And actually, Dave, that's just... I've just thought... You predicted 1-1, didn't you? I did, yes. I thought you might mention that. Ah, look at that. Did I say... I thought I said 1-1. Did I say 0-0? Quite possible. Uh, no, you said before. we were going to lose. I did not. You did. I said a draw. I did not. That's not true. We I'm can go read... back and check the record. It's... Definitely. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go back and check it. And uh, I'll check it. But yeah, you did. Um, and uh, what a point, Dave. What a point, actually, before we get onto the quiz question. I'm, I'm still, I think I'm still exhausted from the euphoria of that second half, but that was most definitely a game of two halves, wasn't it? Uh, it was. We could have been uh, dead and buried by half time with uh, mm. disallowed goals and one thing and another, but we uh, came out swinging in the second half got a really good goal early on and uh, could could have nicked it we could have got a could have got all three points we need a win definitely from yeah we do yeah it was very very close well um it's been a, a little bit of a busy night at none and never towers tonight um dave and i are in the uh, preview studio looking ahead to the next fixture and adam george and tom are in the analysis studio and they're looking at that draw against united and also looking back at that quite disappointing draw at home to Watford at the weekend. So um, stay tuned to social media because you might have a double bumper episode of, of podcast this week. Um, 
so let's let's go back to this quiz question then because we had a very quick turnaround by our listeners um we asked you before that Manchester United preview show which club have Burnley played the most league matches against since the football league started in 1888 Dave what was the answer and did we get any correct submissions uh, well, the correct answer was uh, a team that's not in the Premier League at the moment, which I think might have put a few people off. Mm. Uh, it was West Bromwich Albion with ah. 130. Although when we face Wolves, that's uh, in April, uh, that will be our 130th league game against them. But the correct answer for now, uh, and one we wanted, was West Brom. And we did get uh, several listeners getting in touch to guess. Uh, Preston North End seemed to be quite a popular answer. Uh, they were actually third with 126 league meetings. Uh, but you have to remember, it's quite a while since we played them in the league. Um, and there were quite a few more guesses for the likes of uh, Wolves, uh, Bolton, Blackpool. Uh, but congratulations to Kurt Leeming and also Jan Gedzileski. Uh, they both got in touch to tell us it was West Bromwich Albion. Good stuff. Um, and a quick shout out as well to Mr Bromley, who decided he was going to submit an answer this time, uh, which was very pleased. Unfortunately, he did go Preston as well um, and then proceeded to list about 455 league teams before I put him out of his misery and told him it was uh, West Brom. So, so close, Adam, so close. Um, Dave, I, quick bone to pick with you then. My guess was Wolves straight after the game and you did not tell me just how close I had come with that guess. You don't give me the credit I deserve when I get things close. Close, but no cigar. Oh, you're a hard taskmaster. Well, listeners, you do not have to wait very long for another quiz question. You just need to hang around till the end of the show. We will give you this week's question um, right at the end of the episode. So stay tuned. Premier League, head to head. Okay, Dave, we have a match to preview. That is why we are here at the end of the day. It is Liverpool at home, Sunday the 13th of February, 2pm kickoff, which is not televised anywhere in the UK. Can you kick us off, please, with the history of this fixture, starting with our Premier League meetings? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, Liverpool are another one of those teams which Burnley have faced at Turf Moor in all of our previous seven Premier League campaigns before this one. Uh, like Manchester United, we have just the one win to show for our efforts. Uh, there's been defeats in all of the other six matches to date. Uh, we'll keep back the details of that one and only Premier League home win against Liverpool to invoke some positive vibes in our memory match section very soon. But let's get those defeats out of the way first. Uh, in, in April 2010, we suffered a 4-0 defeat, which only confirmed the inevitable, as it meant that we were relegated back to the Championship after a season which started off with so much promise but was sent into disarray when manager Owen Coyle left for Bolton in January, taking virtually the entire backroom staff with him. Uh, in 2014-15, we can consider ourselves unfortunate to lose 1-0 to a Raheem Sterling goal. After playing so well in the first 45 minutes, a breakaway goal in the second half was the only difference between the two teams. Uh, then, on New Year's Day 2018, Johan Berg-Gudmundsen scored an equaliser in the 87th minute, but there was still time for Ragnar Klavan to find the net in added time to make it 2-1 for the visitors. In December 2018, Burnley put up another good show. However, after taking the lead in the second half through Jack Cork, we conceded twice, but were pressing for a late equaliser at 2-1 down, uh, when Alisson made a terrific save from a Ben Mee header, before the visitors broke away and Jordan Shakiri scored to put the result beyond doubt. 
Since then, there have been two more Burnley defeats, in August 2019 and then again in May 2021. Both were by a 3-0 scoreline. The most recent home game against Liverpool was the one and only match at Turf Moor last season when home fans were allowed into the ground. The around 3,500 season ticket holders won a ballot for free tickets, but the team were unable to mark the occasion with any points. Mm, indeed. Memory match! Uh, what have you picked then for our memory match? Uh, well, as well as one home win in the Premier League, Burnley also won a memorable FA Cup tie at Turf Moor in January 2005. That was thanks to a bizarre own goal from Jimmy Traore. But it's the Premier League victory which will be the focus of our memory match for this episode. After a successful 2015-16 season, which ended with a championship trophy, promotion and a 23-match unbeaten run, we lost our first Premier League game of 2016-17 against Swansea City at Turf Moor. We were due to visit Anfield the following Saturday, but concerns over the completion of their new stand uh, meant that we switched venues and played at Turf Moor instead, and we were rather glad that we did. Uh, Burnley got off to the perfect start in just the second minute when Andre Gray intercepted a misplaced pass from Nathaniel Klein and played the ball through for Sam Vokes, who turned on the edge of the box before firing a shot past Simon Mignolet. Uh, The second goal came eight minutes before half-time and started with a surging run from his own half by Stephen Defoe. Uh, He fed the ball through to Andre Gray, who turned three defenders before firing a shot past Mignolet from the edge of the box. Although Liverpool had over 80% of the possession in the match, they resorted to long-distance shots most of the time, with Philippe Coutinho being especially wasteful in that regard, peppering the stands with his wayward shots. But it was a very memorable Saturday afternoon and an impressive home victory for the Clarets. Oh, I love it. I love good memories. On this day! Um, what about um, uh, some calendar entries then? Have we got anything that we can talk about that happened on this day? Uh, They usually are, and yes, we do have several matches to go through. Burnley have won exactly half of the 16 previous matches we've played on the 13th of February. Uh, We started off well with a sequence of four consecutive victories. Uh, We beat Everton 1-0 at Turf Moor with a goal from Jimmy Hill. No, not that one. Uh, And then nine years later, in 1901, we beat Manchester-based Newton Heath, 7-1 in an FA Cup first-round replay. Uh, The following year, they decided to change their name to Manchester United. Uh, Three years later, in 1904, we travelled to Bloomfield Road and beat Blackpool 5-0. And five years after that, in 1909, Burnley beat Grimsby Town 2-0 at Turf Moor. But the scoreline doesn't really reflect the extraordinary match. Incredibly, the referee... Percy Lewis of Rotherham awarded four penalties, all of them to Burnley. Uh, more astonishing than that is that Town's goalkeeper Walter Scott saved three of them, but Burnley still won the game. Uh, a good run of results on this date couldn't last forever, and the next three matches all ended in defeat. Uh, we lost 1 0 at Sheffield United in 1915, 3 2 at Liverpool in 1926, and 3 0 at Tottenham in 1937. That poor run continued after the Second World War, with a 3-1 defeat at Newcastle in 1954. Two years after that, in 1956, we were embroiled in an FA Cup saga against Chelsea. We drew a match 0-0 on this date, which was a third replay at neutral ground Highbury. But we eventually lost the fourth replay, 2-0, two days later at White Hart Lane. Neutral venues, Highbury and White Hart Lane, probably more beneficial to Chelsea than to Burnley, I think. Mm. Um, In 1965, 
We lost 3-2 to Manchester United at Old Trafford, and there wasn't another Burnley game on this date for another 17 years. We won that one 2-1 away at Swindon Town, and have remained unbeaten in all the games since then as well. They include a 2-1 home win over Darlington in 1988, a 5-0 home win over Chester in 1993, followed by a couple of draws. They were 1-1 at home to Reading in 1999 and a goalless draw at Reading in 2016. Our most recent match on 13th of February was exactly 12 months ago when we won 3-0 away at Crystal Palace, which was memorable for a second-half goal from Matt Lotham. So to summarise, Burnley's overall record on the 13th of February is played 16, won 8, drawn 3, lost 5 with 33 goals for and 17 against. Okay, well, I believe that just for this week, you're going to sneak a little bonus section into the history feature. Um, What on earth have you got up your sleeve here, Dave? Uh, well, yeah, I thought I would. Just a little bit of a, a change and diversion for uh, for this time. We're going to take a look at the two managers. That's Sean Dyche and Jurgen Klopp, who also happen to be the two longest-serving current Premier League managers. Um, as we all know, Sean Dyche has been at Burnley for well over nine years, having taken over from Eddie Howe at the end of October 2012. Meanwhile, Jurgen Klopp was appointed as Liverpool manager over six years ago. That was in October 2015. Since Klopp's arrival on Merseyside, there have been 11 meetings between the two teams, all of which have been in the Premier League. In addition to Burnley's win at Turf Moor in 2016 that we mentioned earlier, Deitch got the better of Klopp again in January 2021, when Ashley Barnes's late penalty gave Burnley a first away win at Anfield since the 1970s. As well as the two Burnley wins, there have been two draws, uh, both at Anfield, and seven Liverpool victories. Uh, there have been one or two cross words between the two managers in past matches, most notably an exchange just after the half-time whistle in last season's match at Anfield. Um, in addition, the Liverpool boss has also appeared to border on the obsessive in terms of his references he's made in relation to Burnley in press conferences. However, we know that matches against Liverpool are never easy and the players will need to maintain a high level of concentration if we are to get any sort of positive result this weekend. Yeah, indeed. Well, that finishes off the uh, look at the past and the history of this fixture. So why don't you bring us right up to the present day, Dave, by starting with our scouting report. Scouting report! Yeah, although they continue to play some exciting football and have only suffered two league defeats so far this season, Liverpool are once again finding it difficult to keep pace with the form of Manchester City who are currently on an incredible run of form and are leading the way at the top of the Premier League table. When we previewed our reverse fixture at Anfield back in August, we mentioned the summer signing of 22-year-old French central defender Ibrahima Canate, who was a £36 million acquisition from RB Leipzig. But Liverpool also invested another £40 million in the January window on 25-year-old Colombian winger Luis Diaz from Porto. Jurgen Klopp has continued with his tried-and-tested 4-3-3 formation throughout this season, and after being without two of his star players, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, who faced each other in the African Cup of Nations final, he'll be looking forward to having both players available for the rest of the season, even if the rest of us may not. Other than any issues arising from their match on Thursday evening, Liverpool's only injury concerns are Jordan Henderson, who's had a back injury, and Divock Origi, who's been struggling with his knee. Uh, new signing Luis Diaz 
he may well be involved on Sunday. And although Sadio Mane was not back in time to play their midweek home game against Leicester City, both he and Mo Salah are likely to be involved on Sunday. Uh, Mo Salah's had a stellar season so far for Liverpool, although Burnley were one of the few teams he didn't score against in the first half of the campaign. Regardless of that, he's still their top goalscorer with 16, followed by Diogo Jota with 10 and Sadio Mane with 8. In terms of FPL points, Liverpool have the two highest point scorers so far this season. Uh, Mo Salah's way out in front on 177, with Trent Alexander-Arnold on 144. Uh, Diogo Jota is seventh overall with 109 FPL points. Good stuff. Um, well, we like to um, give you our thoughts about our visitors, but we also like to get you a balanced view by talking to our opposition. And this week we spoke to Henry Jackson, who is a Liverpool fan, to tell us all about what he thinks this fixture will bring. Opposition view. There's no doubt that it's been another positive season at Liverpool overall. I think the fact that they're obviously nine points behind Man City currently slightly skews that in terms of maybe some from the outside seeing it as as a disappointing season. But the fact that they're up against this Man City team is, is very unfortunate timing in terms of the money they have and the manager and the football they play. It just so happens that this special Liverpool team, the best that most of us have seen in the last 30 years, has come along at the same time. But they're not out of the title race yet. I think any fan would admit that it's it's looking highly unlikely that they're going to catch City, barring a minor miracle. But second place looks nailed on again. And they're really coming into their own at the moment with injuries completely disappearing for the first time in a couple of years and all three cup competitions still to play for. That hasn't always been the case under Klopp in terms of taking the domestic cup seriously. But all of a sudden, we're in a final against Chelsea later this month. We're into the FA Cup fifth round and should probably make it into the quarters. And then there's the Champions League, which I would say, along with City, we have to be the favourites for. So there's certainly vibes of that 2001 season about it when when we won three cups and qualified for the Champions League. Um, and there's certainly in Mohamed Salah, we've got the world's best player at the moment, in my opinion, and certainly the opinion of many. And you just look at the depth at Klopp's disposal now, and we've never really had this under him. Um, the issue with Man City has often been their squad depth is stronger than ours. But all of a sudden, you've got five superb attacking options to sort of fit into three places, which can only be healthy. And you've got seven or eight midfielders now who are also battling for minutes week in, week out. So it's certainly positives galore at the moment. It wasn't always perfect earlier in the season. There were some sloppy draws, didn't get going quite a few games and, and defensively looked a little bit at sea. But Virgil van Dijk's come right back into his best form. Alisson's having a superb season. You've got the creative magic of Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. Fabinho and Thiago bring so much balance to the midfield when they're both fit. I think Liverpool have won every game. And then you've got youngsters like Harvey Elliott and Curtis Jones who look huge players for the future. So it's certainly lots of positives. In in an ideal world, we'd be top of the league and looking at a second title in three seasons. But unfortunately, you just have to take your hat off to City and say at the moment they're looking like taking another title um, home. And Liverpool probably have to focus on a seventh European Cup, hopefully, and, and maybe a couple of domestic cups as well. But certainly going into this weekend's game, there's no doubt that Liverpool are the strong favourites. And, and Burnley are having a tough time of things but we're certainly never going to take you for granted because you've given us plenty of difficult games at Turf Moor down the years not least early in Klopp's reign when you've thoroughly deserved a 2-0 win there and, and even though the last few years have seen a, th- a few 3-0s and 3-1s 
I think most Liverpool fans would agree that Turf Moor's never an easy place to go and you never fully feel as though you're you're safe regardless of the scoreline. So I'm expecting a tough game with Veghorst looking at a threat against Man United. It certainly won't be plain sailing, but um, probably a narrow Liverpool win. And then who is the referee, please, Dave? Uh, we're going to welcome Martin Atkinson of Wakefield back to Turf Moor on Sunday. Although mm. he's taken charge of two Burnley matches uh, so far this season, they were both away from Turf Moor at Everton and Manchester City. And both of those games ended in Burnley defeats. And he had been scheduled to take charge of our home games against Watford, the original fixture back in December, and also uh, the match against Leicester City in January. But as we know, both of those games were postponed. Uh, Although Burnley have lost the last three occasions that Martin Atkinson's been referee, uh, they were all during 2021, namely those two uh, away games we mentioned from earlier this season, plus a home game at Manchester City in March. We had a sequence of six consecutive wins in uh, Martin Atkinson's games between April 2018 and December 2019. Overall, this will be his 30th Burnley match, as we first saw him in the middle for a championship game that was at Crewe way back in 2005. There have been no red cards in any of his last 12 Burnley games, the last one being shown to West Brom's Hal robson Carnu, who was dismissed not long after scoring the only goal of the game in a match at Turf Moor in August 2017. And finally for this section, Darren England with a video assistant referee for Sunday's game. Good stuff. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Uh, Well, I know you don't want to leave it there, Dave, because I know you like to treat our listeners. So why don't you dive deep, deep, deep into those pockets of yours and let our listeners have your miscellaneous Stat of the Week. Yeah, Jay Rodriguez's goal on Tuesday evening was the first that Burnley had scored against Manchester United at Turf Moor since Robbie Blake's volley in 2009, which we mentioned in the last preview show. But the goal also marked a milestone for the Burnley-born striker, as it was his 100th league goal in England and Scotland. Uh, As well as scoring 31 goals for Burnley in his first spell, he scored uh, three goals while out on loan with Sterling Albion, uh, one goal at Uh, Barnsley when he was on loan. Uh, He then went on to score 26 league goals for Southampton, 29 more for West Brom and has scored 10 in his second spell at Burnley. Um, It had been a long wait for a league goal despite scoring several times in cup competitions, including all four in our 4-1 win over Rochdale in the League Cup earlier in the season. But the confidence from that cool finish on Tuesday will hopefully lead the way for more Premier League goals during the remainder of this season. Uh, Plus an extra bonus stat this week with credit to Alex James of Lanx Live, who noted that Burnley still haven't lost a Premier League match at Turf Moor since the 1-0 defeat to Arsenal way back on September 18th. Since then, there's been one Burnley win, that was against Brentford, and five draws. Mm, Indeed. Um, So how are you feeling about the game then at the weekend? I mean, it's a bit of a funny one, really, because everything that I seem to think in my brain just wants me to say, well, it's just another one of those games where we don't stand any chance of getting anything. But we kind of said that on Tuesday and we ended up getting um, a really well-earned earned point. Is this is this another one of those games where we've got to take a point as a really positive result, even though we desperately need some wins? Uh, yeah, I think when you play the likes of Manchester City and Liverpool, who are, do seem to be the, the, the top two teams, they certainly are top two in the table and they seem to be just that little bit better than everyone else. If you get a point against them, home or away, you're usually delighted by it. Um, as we know, though, we need some some wins, but you kind of 
almost park that for this week. Yes, you can go out there and we can play out of our skins. Liverpool might have an off day and we could get a win against them. I mean, we did it at Anfield last season um, and we've done it at Turf Moor in the uh, memory match we mentioned earlier. But those victories are few and far between. Um, we probably don't expect to get a win, but we go out there with the expectation that we could win, if that, that makes sense. Sure. And um, I think that's certainly the uh, the attitude that the uh, manager and the players will be having on uh, on Sunday afternoon. But yeah, realistically, if we were to get a point out of the game, on reflection, you would see that as a good point. Um, but it's going to be tough. We know it's going to be a really tough match. They always are against um, Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. Excellent stuff. Did you hear a fanfare in the background then, Dave? I did. did I don't think it was me. I think it might have been my side. Look at that. I was so impressed by that little analysis that, I, that I, somehow we gave you um, a bonus fanfare there. So there you go. That's a little Easter egg for our listeners, those who are paying attention. They'll, they'll hear a little... Don't know where that came from. We continue to maintain professionalism, listeners. Uh, apologies for that. Um, so I agree. I completely agree with all of that. Um. I don't think that the game will be as comfortable as the United game was. I know we struggled a little bit in the first half against United, but that was more our undoing, I think, rather than um, any particular pressure that United uh, put us under. We didn't exactly make them work very hard to get that goal, but I thought the second half was terrific. Um, And I just want to have a quick mention, and I'm sure they'll cover this on the analysis show, Dave, but um, good old Vout Veghorn, Veghorst. Remind me again, how do I pronounce it? Vout Veghorst, and I, I want to say at this point, I'm, I'm disappointed with the Burnley fans. I think oh. poor, poor Vout must think he's being booed all the time because the, <laughs> uh, the shout goes out. It, I, I think it's supposed to be like, like in the cricket for Joe Root. They're going Root. Woot or Voot, but it's, it's, that's not how you pronounce it. So what what what, what are we playing at? No, I, it, you know what? I don't know. Oh, ind- indeed, Dave, stop it immediately. I meant to ask this after the game because I've not as yet been... Well, I've been kind of half, like... Do you know when you try and say something that the cool kids say, but you're not quite sure how you're supposed to say it and it sounds a little bit awkward when you say it? That's what I sound like when I'm chanting Vout's name because I don't really know what everybody's... I think they're just going like, V or Voo or something. And I just kind of make some random noises just to join in and, and try and make me feel like I'm cool and I know what I'm doing. So your task this week, listeners, will somebody... Tweet me or send me a message and tell me what the chant is. What are the fans trying to sing? Um, and then we can go on a mission to stop it. Uh, but he looked fantastic in that second half, Dave. It looks like he's going to be a cracking signing. Well, yeah, that the uh, turn he did. He, there was McTominay yeah. and uh, Maguire on him, and he kind of turned them both and uh, sent him down to uh, shop on Bruncher Road, I think. They uh, didn't know where they were going there. He uh, carried on. Fantastic through ball for Jay, who really, really cool, kept his head brought the ball back inside and a really cool finish. And, uh, yeah, celebration at the end is beating oh, the ground in yeah. uh, in celebration. Just relief, I think, more than anything else. Definitely. When I saw that circulating on, on social media, I just couldn't stop watching it. It was just like, you just love to see it. Um, go on then, Dave, give me a goal, pre- uh, a score prediction. Not a goal prediction, a score prediction, please. I'm going to go the same as Tuesday. I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw. I'm going to roll. Wow, that's exciting. Well, I who's going to score? Uh, oh, I think it might be a set piece. I think maybe Tarky with a header from a corner. Really? So yeah. because I've banned you from stealing my Ben Mee header, you're just going to go with a Tarky header? Is that, is that is that the way we're going here, Dave? Is this what That's we're doing? That's uh, pretty much it, yeah. Yes, why not? Well, I'm, gonna, I'm also going to um, 
go with the same prediction that I went with. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Um, I'm going to go for a Burnley win. I'm going to be positive. I think we're going to frustrate them. Um, I think they'll be rubbish. And I, I think it'll rain again all Sunday. Um, I think the team bus will get stuck in those awful traffic uh, roadworks up at the um, roundabout at the top. Like we were all sat in for two hours post-game. Um, so they'll all be miserable and annoyed when they get here late. So they'll be badly prepared. Um, our clop will whinge about something and we'll just get in their faces and we'll win. 1-0, Ben at me header. That's where I'm going for. Listeners, you know the drill by now. We want to know what your score predict- prediction is, please. We want score, scorer and how they score. You can tweet us at known and ever. You can email us at uh, previewshow at knownandever.net. And what else can you do? You can put a comment on our Facebook page. There you go. Excellent. I've forgotten an outlet for you then, listeners, but fear not. Comment on our Facebook page. Um, yeah, let us know. Let us know what's going on. So that wraps up our preview show news. And we are going to look ahead now at the Fantasy Premier League. Fantasy Premier League update. Now, Dave, I think you're going to tell us that we cannot give our listeners a full FPL update this week. Am I right? Uh, you would be right, yes. We're in the middle of a midweek round of matches and uh, as we're recording this, those games are still being played. So the tables are still in a state of flux. So it's not fair for us to do uh, an, an update halfway through. So we're going to wait and next time we'll do a combined update for the two. But um, as there's not much of note for me to talk about this week, we thought we'd have a change and let January's Manager of the Month give an acceptance speech and also see if he could give us some tips for the remainder of the season. Uh, So I'm going to hand over now to Adam Dennett to see what pearls of wisdom he's got for us. Hello, I'm Adam, a.k.a. Portmaster, and now a.k.a. the no-name-ever FPL January Manager of the Month. It looks like the poor advice that I gave you all earlier in the season has finally paid off for me and I cannot wait to get my hands on the much-coveted No Name Ever sticker. Although maybe they're not as in demand as I first thought, with only two out of six being claimed so far. So come on, Adam Major, Paul Gibson, Brodie Robinson and Stephen Kipkajay. As Delia Smith would say, where are you? Let's be having you. Anyway, time for some potentially more potentially poor advice going into a crucial period in FPL with both blank and double game weeks on the horizon, starting with game week 25, Man United doubling, and then eight teams with double game weeks in game week 26, including good double f- uh, doubles for Liverpool and Arsenal. Uh, not forgetting that our own Clarets have doubles in both game week and tw- uh, 26 and 27, the only team to do so, making Burnley players decent options for the first time this season, and I'm definitely tempted by Weghorst and Cornet, as they're still relatively cheap. One watch out, despite the good doubles in 26 for Liverpool and Arsenal, is that they both blank in 27. How you navigate this is dependent on how your squad is currently set up and what chips you've got left to play. In terms of premium options, uh, you'd think that Bruno and Ronaldo seem like the best um, best players to have in your team for this week if you don't already have them. But the key seems to be getting more Salah back after his return from AFCON for Liverpool's double game week, uh, game week at home to Norwich and Leeds in game week 26. Some people feel it's probably worth bringing in Salah for the Burnley fixture over Bruno's double. I'm not going that way, but I think it's perfectly viable to do so. In terms of chip strategy, again, this won't work for everyone, but the general consensus, if you have all your chips remaining, 
um, is to use, as I've mentioned before, the triple captain on Salah in game week 26. I don't think you're going to get a better option, um, a premium option for the rest of this season than Leeds and Norwich at home. Um, and then if you can, obviously if uh, not everyone will have both three hits left, but if you can, it's probably good to use your first three hit in game week 27 uh, because Arsenal and Liverpool uh, both blank. And if you've loaded up on their players uh, in the build-up to the double game weeks, it's going to be hard to get rid of them all and still put out a good team for game week 27. So this allows you to bring in a really good team for that week and then your squad will revert back to normal, back as it was in game week 28. If you've only got one free hit chip remaining, then you've probably got to plan for um, the 26 and 27 double and blank more carefully uh, so that you can use this in game week 30. There's likely only to be three or four fixtures because the FA Cup quarterfinals um, we'll find out more in game week 28, I think, uh, after the round of 16 is finished. But it's very likely there's only going to be a few fixtures in that one. Um, your last wild card is probably good to use between weeks 31 and 33 uh, to then set yourself up. We should know when all the double game weeks are going to be by then um, and everyone's fixtures and who's fit and firing on all cylinders going into the end of the season. Um, the last remaining chip is bench boost. Um, the biggest double game week of the season is going to be in game week 36. That's when the FA Cup fixtures will all be rearranged and you'd think anyone else who can slot in there uh, will do as it's one of the last remaining um, weeks without Champions League football for the rest of this season. Um, I hope that was useful. Uh, there's just one last thing for me to say. Um, is congratulations to Natalie on absolutely smashing day 48-47 in our FPL head-to-head league last week. Uh, which also allowed me to stretch my lead at the top of that table. Um, And he seems to have forgotten to mention that on the main show. Um, Feel free to get in touch on Twitter if I've sabotaged you like I sabotaged Natalie earlier in the season. Um, As as she's still not letting me forget about that Antonio uh, transferring that I told her to do. But anyway, I'm sure she'll get over it eventually. And here's to Green Arrows for all of you no-nay-never-clarets for the rest of the season. Cheers. Excellent. Well, we will try and bring you back up to date with the latest FPL League tables in our next preview show, by which time we will have completed game weeks 24 and 25. Goodness me, that will be a bumper episode, Dave, and I very much look forward to it. Statman Dave's quiz question. Um, So before we let our listeners go, I'm pretty sure you're going to have a quiz question you're going to set them, do you not? An evil one this week, yes. Oh, good Lord. Go on. What have you done? Okay, this week's quiz question is as follows, and it relates back to Tuesday's game um, and the uh, stat of the week we have regarding Jay Rodriguez's 100 goals, 100 league goals. Mm. Uh, We want to know against which teams did Jay Rodriguez score his first league goals in English and Scottish football? And to clarify, we're looking for two separate answers, one for each country. That's a stinker. Listeners, I'm sorry, I've got no control over him. I, I, I don't see these questions ahead of and I've got no chance of vetoing them. That is a stinker. Against which teams did Jay Rodriguez score his first league goals in English and Scottish football? When did Jay play in Scotland? He, well, you were listening earlier on when I mentioned the goals. He was on loan at Stirling Albion. 
Ah, yes, I wasn't listening to that section. I was, I was, I was getting ready for the next section, Dave. I just zoned out there. Well, I have no idea what on earth these answers will be. So why don't you tell our listeners how they do get in touch, please, and submit those answers. Yeah, you can get in touch with us. Let us know the answer using any one of these methods. You can tweet us or send us a direct message, preferably on Twitter. That's at never. You can email us to the dedicated preview show email address, which is preview show. That's all one word at never.net. Or you can also reply to the post this preview show on either the never Facebook page or also on YouTube. Excellent. And we will, of course, um, reveal the answer and any correct um, submissions in our next preview show, which will be for the Brighton game. Um, So finally then, Dave, do we have any community news, please? Uh, No, not much else for me to add this time, other than maybe having a quick reminder of the upcoming fixtures, which are going to be vital in our fight for survival. Um, After a couple of really tough games this week, uh, we're going to be at Brighton the following Saturday, as we mentioned. That's a three o'clock kickoff on the 19th of February. Uh, And the rearranged home game against Spurs uh, takes place on the 23rd of February. Uh, That's a uh, 7.30 kickoff. Uh, There's then uh, another Saturday 3pm kickoff. Uh, we play Crystal uh, Palace. And then we've got another midweek game has been squeezed in. We play Leicester City now, that rearranged game from January. That's been squeezed in on Tuesday, the 1st of March. That's a 7.45 kickoff. And we've got two home games that week because we've got Chelsea on the Saturday. That's a, a 3 o'clock kickoff on Saturday, 5th of March. Um, you suspect we're going to need at least a couple of wins and maybe more from these five games if we're going to give ourselves a fighting chance of pulling off a great escape this season. So fingers crossed for Sunday and the uh, the next five games. Yeah. Do you think we can do it? Are we allowed to look five games ahead? And do you know what? I don't look One. five minutes ahead at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, that, that's, quite a, that's quite a novel thing this season because, actually, I think we probably can. I think the upheavals died down a bit now and I think we're, we're going to have some regularity in the season. So I think, I think we can do it. Um, well, I think that's all we've got time for. Let's let our lovely listeners go because they've probably got a match to get to and to cheer the boys on at Turf more. Um, my thanks as ever go to everybody who has contributed to making this preview show episode to um, Henry Jackson for providing us with an opposition view, to our Manager of the Month, Adam Dennett, for his uh, wonderful acceptance speech and um, obviously his little nuggets to get us into the running for the rest of the season. Uh, Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements, to producer Matt, who continues to be the MVP of Team Known and Ever, um, and of course to Dave Roberts for researching this episode and putting in a phenomenal amount of work in getting us where we are right now. Last but no means least, you the listener for downloading and listening to this episode. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Our numbers at the moment are incredible. We have got more listeners than we have for a long, long time um, and we continue to be absolutely honoured and humbled that you would give up your spare time to listen to us ramble about the clarets um we will be back uh well watch out on social media because into the room at none and ever towers the uh we've got george adam and tom recording some an um, analysis for you um we're probably going to bring you another analysis show this time next week to see what happened at liverpool and dave and i will be actually no i won't be back i'm on holiday next week producer matt and dave will be back next friday night for a very special stand-in edition of the preview show to look at that away game at Brighton. Um, Please take care of yourselves and your loved ones in the meantime. 
I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.